questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. There is a powerful science hidden in our life force. There's a technology to belief. Ancient ideas have been unplugged and hoarded. We toil to complete the circuit. When a circle is fulfilled, the ground glows. Our shoulders buzz like filaments when someone shares truth. We are swimming in plasma. Our lungs are gills in an ocean. Our beliefs have been enslaved for centuries. This happens in religion, science, and politics. The power of belief is always mistaken for its custom. We only give credits to its props and choreography. It's a statistical fact that half of all scientific research will be proven wrong within 20 years. Still, we believe in science. It was shown recently that two-thirds of clinical studies couldn't be duplicated. Still, we give science every benefit of our doubt. We coddle science like a pimp. And about mind control. We have been programmed for centuries by the spellcraft of our controllers. Our world is reverberating in echoes of trauma that can only be solved with awareness. Our media and Hollywood are licensed fear-porn agents here to keep you impotent. They hide the truth that we are still living in a world of human slavery and sacrifice. It is time to unlock your magic and liberate your psychology. There is technology to our thoughts. Your mind can be baptized in a single question. You can return the assemblage point of your awareness back to your center. All you have to do is ask the question, is that true? We remain as defenseless as a baby when we give them blind trust. It's time to wake up. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, Divinia water, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Fabregas. And to help us wake up, tonight's special guest is James True. James earned a bachelor's degree in philosophy and religion while serving in the U.S. Navy as a submarine hunter. After graduation, he worked as an art director in the newspaper business and published a syndicated cartoon strip. He is a self-taught software engineer and the chairperson of his county's Libertarian Party, but his art is in bioregionalism. He is the author of three books, Spell of Six Dragons, Blueprints of Mind Control, and The Technology of Belief. And we have a more comprehensive bio on our website. His website is jamesdrew.com. James joins us from North Carolina. Hello, James, and welcome to Veritas. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. My pleasure, James. And as I told you before, I'm new to your work, and I'm so glad that we converged because you see things that many people do not see. First of all, beyond what I read about you, and, and since this is your first time here, tell us more about your journey and how you came to explore and connect so many dots. Um, I'd say it definitely just never went away. As a child, we were all uh, originally curious. You know, we were born with an original curiosity that's strong, and uh, so much of life is uh, trying to beat that out of you or to tame that out of you and get you to stop. And, uh, I just never wanted to stop. It, it turned into my major in college. Uh, before that it was my quest through religion. And after that, it was just my quest in understanding the society in general and, and why it was so, what, what felt so odd to me all the time. Um, so all of these were, uh, a condition of my environment the environment itself was causing me to have to look 
closer at it because it, it was making me crazy <laughs> when, when, when I wasn't. It was too hard to bear as it, as it normally was. I, I had to find out why it was this way so I could uh, you know, just bear it more. What was that eureka moment in your life? Like many people wake up with something. In my opinion, I after 9-11, it was a mm. few months after that I finally got it when somebody sent me a picture of the Pentagon. And it was somebody, my family, who works in the airline industry, they said, look, nothing crashed at the Pentagon. And I didn't talk to him for months because I got offended. I said, how dare you accuse our well-intentioned government of doing this? And then right. in silence, I researched and researched and I said, oh my God. And this is when I got into the rabbit hole. How, how was it for you? Um, it's hard to really assign it to a particular moment. Um, especially considering what all has been happening lately. Um, it, in fact, I would say that that the strongest sort of aha moment I had was probably about four or five days ago when I really uh, started to understand why someone would lie to us, still be our friend. That that to me took a huge amount of understanding to reach that vista where I'm at now. But before that, long before that, um, I kept seeing the lies um, exposed and still didn't fully understand. Things just still weren't making sense. I, I couldn't understand why, uh, for example, I, I see a picture of Larry Silverstein and Ivanka Trump, and they're holding each other like they're the best of friends. And But yet the data is telling me that this guy murdered 2,996 people, and I, I could never really resolve that. It was easiest for me just to call everyone evil. Just to say, well, they're all psychopaths, they're all evil, they're all this, they're all that. And I'm not even saying they're not. But that explanation has never worked for me. It's it's always been a – it's kind of like junk mail. What we call evil is sort of like when you get a letter in the mail and you can just tell by looking at it, I don't even need to open this. This is just junk. It's We, we use evil in the same way. We assign data like mail. We call it junk mail and we call it evil. And it, it's a temporary state that we're allowed to hold on someone. We can go, well, George Bush does what he does because he's evil. But that doesn't actually explain anything. All it really means is, is that I don't have to go any further. I can just call this evil and I can move on. Um, th this has been something that I've been pushing really hard lately, understanding why there is so much evil. And more importantly, how blessedly important it's been for the blooming of compassion there's a new state happening right now. A, a, a great awakening is happening inside of all of us. And I do not think that we could ever uh, celebrate where we're going and where some of us already are were it not for the constructive principles of evil, which is such a weird thing to say. But it's been such a, a fundamental factor in waking all of us up. All you have to do is look, and we'll, I like to go back to 9-11 and the tuning fork part, because this is something I've discussed for years and you discuss it mm -hmm. thoroughly. But I've seen lately how people who in the past did not question anything, they just went along with the party line and whatever the media was telling them. All of a sudden, I've, I've, I'm sensing that a lot of them, I mean, let me go back a few days ago with Bill Gates and an Instagram post. He's behind a glass saying, thank you for our healthcare workers. And right now, there's over a million comments, 99% of them negative, which tells me mm -hmm. that if these powers that want to be are trying to do their final push, they will have to go, they have, they will have to go to ev any extent, extent to do it. Because after this, I don't think people are going to believe it anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, right now is... I think that there is a level of initiation. You, what you're describing, this is going to sound so weird, but what you're describing is, is two levels of initiation. The first level of initiation is that 9-11 um, was 19 box cutters. It, it's, it's the non-initiate. Someone who, who is not initiated into truth itself will believe the zeitgeist story that it was 19 box cutters, that it was a foreign country with WMDs, that it's whatever the party line is right now. They're saying, Oh, it's Saudi Arabia or it's going to be China. It's that's your low level. No one is initiated who thinks that. And then something special happens. Building seven, building seven 
is a invitation into a secret society called conspiracy theory. And anyone who recognizes Building 7, whether they want to or not, because you can't unrecognize it, has been initiated now into this mass secret society that's living in plain sight. And once you're inside, you cannot explain what it is you see to someone who's outside. That What they see is 19 box cutters, and that's all that they can see. Once you're inside, you see Building 7, and more importantly, you see the pure, raw evil that permeates it. And that evil is an electrical field that keeps people outside of entering Building 7, right? Because people don't want to face the truth. So they stay outside and they're like, I'm not going in there. There's way too much evil. Some of us said, I don't care if it's evil. I have to understand what's going on. It's more important to me that I know the truth than it is that I'm uncomfortable. And those are the people that have entered into level one of this secret society. And I'm here to tell you that there is a level two. <laughs> and it is a weird place to be. It is new ground for me. Um, I know that other people have been here for a long time before me, um, but I didn't know. I didn't see this until very recently. And level two tells me that um, they want you to see them. They want you to catch them. They are making this as obvious as possible while still keeping everyone inside this matrix, either outside the truth or inside it when you accept building seven. And only then can you, can you, here's, here's the hard part. You can't have compassion for Larry Silverstein as someone who murdered 2,996 people. It's, it's physically impossible. You have to first come into building seven first, and you're now on that first level and you're convinced everything's evil. Everything's evil. Only then can you maybe start to try and apply some compassion and compassion is such a tricky word here. I can hear some of your listeners probably saying, how dare you? Cause, cause you're thinking compassion means consent. And I don't mean that it's a very, very different word. But when you look at why he would do that or how that would make sense or, or what that actually means, I think you'll end up with a conclusion that's similar to mine, which is that check this out. Maybe those towers were empty. Maybe the twin towers were empty. And it's such an uncomfortable spot to even be on because you spent so many calories trying to get to the spot where there were people in the building. And it was Larry Silverstein. It was so hard to stay there. In fact, so many people are giving you so much angst for even um, believing the story, the, 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 what, you, what you know is the real story, that it becomes even harder to imagine that maybe the real story is not the real story. But you've never questioned that because you've always believed what you've been told. It's the exact same thing that you had to do to enter into Building 7. Now you have to do to ask yourself, what if this was just a planned demolition? But what happened was is that the media and the government lied about it by claiming there were people inside. Now you have to look at the whole thing again. Like all the way, you have to pull up the fresh wounds. you got to expose your... Your, your abrasions to the air and they sting and you're like, oh my God, well, what does this mean? What does this mean? And now you're looking at something much different. You're looking at a Masonic cult that's running through Sherwood Forest and instead of them wanting to steal from the rich and give to the poor, they want the poor to stop paying so much tax to the rich. It's a totally different thing. You're looking at a band of Masons that are actually trying to illuminate the entire country using spellcraft. And they're doing that inside of a forest that is full of psychopaths, that is full of trauma victims, that is full of pedophiles, that is full of evil people. And they're not there. Robin Hood is not there to take out all the bad guys in the forest. If he tried that, there would be no people living in the forest anymore. So instead, what he's doing is he's trying to awaken everyone in the forest and he's using masks to do that. He's using drama and ritual to um, shaken and awaken people in the forest so that they become their own versions of Robin Hood. This is a very, very, very complicated, nuanced thing. 
But when you get there, if you can put the compassion cipher on long enough to see what I'm describing, I think that you will find that everything makes sense now. And I don't have to assign the word evil to such a large group of people and pretend like that's an explanation. I can now look at it a little bit deeper and see what they're trying to do is something much more profound. It's something more along the lines of the Masonic ritual where they're trying to get you to climb the steps and reach illumination, reach enlightenment, where you have a discernment and a compassion and a understanding of the hidden hand of the left-hand path. And even that right there just terrifies so many people that they end up throwing tomatoes and just running from that, saying, I will never listen to James True again. He's, he's, he's claiming that evil is good or he's claiming this is good and I'm not. I'm, I'm explaining what these people believe and how compassion blooms only after you've been evil and you've had evil done to you. That without those two things happening, none of us could grow our own version of compassion in our garden. We would have no stakes. We would have no sunlight. We, would have, we wouldn't have the proper soil to even know what compassion is because compassion requires difference. It requires a wrongness. It requires an evil to breed and sprout the compassion, which is really truthfully what Jesus is all about, our true lotus. The, the true lotus of our heart opening is compassion itself. And I think we've just missed and missed and missed over and over how important evil is to compassion. Let's go back to Billy said for a second, and we'll come back to compassion and, and what you what I understood you said. But how could they be so sloppy about Building 7? How, how could they tell us live, Building 7 has collapsed when it had not? Was this done on purpose, or was it a timing error? It was done on purpose, and the key to that is, is that they're trying to show you how the human eye works. Um, science doesn't teach you this, but your retinas are your, primary, your body's primary generators of dopamine is through your retinas. And that's a clue that tells you something very crucial. The reason why some people cannot accept the truth of Building 7 is because they cannot see Building 7. What I mean by that is they cannot picture the truth of Building 7 because it's simply too loud for their microphone to hear. Their empathy, your adrenal system in your body is like a microphone. And your Building 7 is a sound that's 15. And your microphone can only hear 0 through 10. And it's just simply too loud. And so what happens is your body has a natural clip on it. Your retinas... Your rods and cones have a clip in them where they, they block sound that's too loud. And instead of sound, it's light. And this is why people do not see things. And so by taking down Building 7, what, the, what these people are doing is they're showing people like you and me, hey, look, here's how vision really works. Here's how sight really works. Most of the people in America won't even see Building 7. Only a few of you will see. And those of you who'll see can still not see this other thing that comes later. And what happens is, is as you work your way up this ascension program, what you're really doing is you're learning to adjust your rods and cones to accept a stronger, brighter light. You can take in more data. There's three, three, three ways that information comes into your eyes. One is your eyelids. They're going to control the, the amount of light that comes in. The second is your pupils dilating. Again, it's the, the, the intensity of the light as it shines on your rods and cones. But there's a third. That third is the aperture of the information that the light has. You can, each of us can experience the exact same song or hear the exact same sentence or even the exact same word. But some of us can have a much more profound understanding of that word, and it's directly relational to our experience in the past of it. We can have an adrenal connection to words, and that adrenal connection can offer um, a higher version of truth that we just couldn't understand before. An example of this is the dollar bill. 
if you look at the back of the dollar bill, most people will simply just see the great seal and go, well, that's just the great seal. You know, it's a pyramid with an eye and, you know, that that's that. Others will look at it and see a pyramid with an eye and they'll understand it's a dollar bill. That's level one. This is worth a dollar. But level two, it says Mason in the backwards upside down star. Um, it spells out the word Mason. That's a second level of understanding. You're looking at the same sigil, but two people have different levels of understanding of it. it the world works the same way. And that's what Building 7 is. It's a cue to show you that. It's a sacrifice. A Mason, every Mason ritual has two towers. Those are World Trade Center 1, World Trade Center 2. And a sacrifice, a coffin, a death. That death is Building 7 in this case. They, they had to crush Building 7 and they had you to see that. But it had to be obvious <laughs> that it was a controlled demolition. That's the sacrifice. It's showing you their cards. They're, they're giving you away this truth, which allows you to see, oh, okay, I'm level one on this. Or I don't see building seven. I'm level zero. I'm not even going in the building. It's, this is all part of the initiation ceremony. Before we fast forward to what the two items that are currently out there and what's in the middle, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. We'll talk about it in a, in a moment. I want you to tell me, what you just said, usually in history, when a sacrifice takes place, there are two objects or two towers and something in the middle. What other objects before we fast forward to the present one? Did it make sense? What other object is, is, has been sacrificed? Yes. The, way, the same way where you have two towers and then in the middle you have the sacrificial sure. lamb, if you want to call it that way. So the, the easiest, most basic example is the ritual of Hiram Abiff, uh, a new recruit into uh, Masonic Lodge. I'm not a Mason, by the way, so I'm sure I'm getting some of the details here wrong. But a new recruit uh, will um, undergo a ritual that he will feel uh, humiliation and vulnerability, and he will end up climbing into a coffin. And he is uh, uh, killing his... Um, dignity in a way. And he's doing that in front of all these other people. And part of the ceremony is everyone's pointing a sword at him. It's he's uh, uh, sacrificing his vulnerability to the group also. That's its most basic, basic thing. But does but, this come, just I don't mean to interject, but does, mm -hmm. if you have to go back in time, does this come from the sanctuary in Solomon's temple as an origin, Jackin and Boas? Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, all this, uh, all this magic is based on resonance. So anytime you can find something that resonates through history, you're able to tap your belief in it, the technology of belief. You're able to utilize these towers through historic means and tap into them as well. So yes, th these are the same towers that you see uh, in in the Great Temple, Solomon's Temple itself. The two pillars. Mm-hmm. So if you had to fast forward in time after that event, were there other historical events that were similar where they had two pillars and then in the middle they had the sacrificial lamp? Yes, I would say uh, um, Jesus. You have um, the, the thieves. He was between two thieves mm. and he was sacrificed too. Um, that, that's a pretty heavy sacrifice also. Um, whether or not you're going to say that was a Masonic ritual is we're now starting to lose the grip of the word Masonic because what, what most of us are going to hear me say is that I'm explaining there's a secret society called Masons or the Illuminati and they're doing everything and they have meetings on Sundays. And that's actually not what I mean. I'm talking about something that's actually divine here. There, there is a divine initiation built into life. Whether we want to admit it or not, it's there. And we just don't know it because we think everyone just sees things. And either they can see things or they can't, or they're lying or they can't. And what's really happening is, is that your consciousness is budding. And people are understanding that, wait a minute, I can physically see a different reality than this other person can. It, it's, it's all about what is my adrenals capable of seeing. And that's a profound, profound truth that none of us would know. Had we not had someone who's figured this out before, leaving us clues and planning rituals for us to see, it, there's just, we wouldn't have the capacity to even explain it to each other because we're too busy following orders. We, we, 
we don't innovate as much as we as we regurgitate. And so consciousness is going to branch out of those plumes of of regurgitation. You you have a garden of everyone regurgitating, and out of that, these people are hoping that that they'll get a, a lot of seeds that will surpass that compost and grow up and open a lotus flower. Those are conscious beings. That's what these people are are trying to do. This is the definition of the great work. They call this the great work. It's a 13,000 or 6,000 year old ritual that they work on. And as they work on it, humanity hopefully strives and reaches that consciousness and either they make it or they don't. And then it's time for a deluge and the entire process starts all over again from the very beginning. In a way, we're sort of in a cosmic uh, blender and we are being alchemized into a sleeping creature, into something that's awakened, something that has a full compassion lotus that's open to the world. That's what this world's all about. That's why it's full of lies. That's why it's full of deceit. And that's why it's full of evil. It's it's here to breed our compassion out of us. And this is the only way it's going to get it. It's going to require calories. It's going to be hard work. It's going to be scary. It, it, it's all these stripes are built into the the natural function of a husk opening and a blossom, a cherry blossom coming out. When it comes to the towers being tuning forks, I'm thinking of the pyramids. The pyramids, mm -hmm. some people speculate that they were also tuning forks. These two towers feel go back to the, what do you call it, the bathtub, which was the bottom. They were about, what, six or seven floors below it? Mm -hmm. So in reality... Do you think that after these towers were vanished, where did the towers go? They became dustified. I mean, some people say, you know, they took all the metal to China, but there was nothing to be taken anyway. But that's a right. different story. These towers, how was it before and after, now that we don't have that tuning fork in this side of the world? So the, the island in Manhattan is a ritual circle surrounded by water. So is Paris, by the way. Paris is another uh, city that's surrounded by water. It makes a circle. And in Manhattan, with your city streets, you have a checkerboard grid. You have a natural grid. And the Masonic ritual ceremony, which you'll see if anyone wants to just Google images on Masons, you'll see this checkerboard. You'll see two towers. You'll see, you'll see Manhattan. <laughs> if you look at it, you'll understand, oh, that's, that's Manhattan. You see that... This is part of the resonance of their magic is that they can make their ceremony, excuse me, as big or as small as they want to. And so what 9-11, the towers were, uh, this was Rockefeller's land initially. And Rockefeller was steered by the hidden hand as, as early as the Civil War. His family has been given uh, un, unlimited power because the hidden hand knew that the Rockefellers were broken. And they knew that that by giving these broken people these unlimited power, they were predictable and, and they would carry out these things by being told, hey, David Rockefeller, you are the star of David. You were the living embodiment of this. Uh, you, you need to kill a ton of people. <laughs> you need to do these awful, awful things is, is what I'm getting at. Whether or not he knew he was killing people is actually something we don't know yet. We, we don't know what exactly was in, in his mind. We know that it's easy just to call him evil and assume it's because he's an evil psychopath. That's why he did it. But probably the truth is probably closer to no matter how twisted it is, his perspective was probably something along the lines of I'm, what I'm doing is good. I'm bringing about the new temple or I'm bringing about the new Messiah or whatever his focus was. So he builds the Twin Towers. He builds that. Keep in mind that the same UN land, Rockefeller Center, 666 Fifth Avenue, all those were owned by Rockefeller, by that same uh, conglomerate, that same bloodline. The same bloodline that has given it to Jared Kushner now. Yeah is the same, same type of people. So he, he constructs two towers and he built them out of a very strange material. He chooses a solid aluminum sheathing around a hollow core and he connects it. And if you look at the buildings themselves, it's very impractical. Uh, it's, it's very poor light in the World Trade Center uh, because of how thin the windows are compared to the shielding, the sheathing of it. It was two tuning forks, basically. And just as you said, there being six stories underground allowed that to ring in the land. And the terror, the this is the technology of belief, by the way, the terror and the focus that we all give 
to 9-11 is collected. It's collected into that space. And that space, that energy is plasma. It's no different than an electrical gate in a circuit that you have. If you were to open any kind of electronic device, you'll find a circuits and gates in there. And these are gates that are open and the electricity flows and it can store itself up inside the capacitor of the towers and then it can be expunged and brought down. And when it's brought down, heavy, heavy magic can happen. And it just so happens that these people that are using this having magic are doing it to manipulate our consciousness. Whether you want to say it's for good or for bad, it doesn't really matter to me because it's, it's more just happening. And I tend to get shot because I'm the messenger here. It's because I'm even describing it. I'm, I'm called evil because I'm even talking about it. I don't, I don't want to call them evil because I want to know the truth. And if I just call them evil, I'm not going to be able to look inside from their endocrine system and, and understand why would they do that? What's, what's their motivation? It's when I know that motivation that I reach a new level in myself and, and I see the world you know, more clearly for, for what it truly is. Is there a correlation when you look at Egypt and the obelisks that they had there? And, and supposedly these obelisks, some of them were stolen or, or given to say Paris and some important cities around the world. And then you go to New York, there's obelisks there too. Plus you have the pyramids. Now we have the towers. The towers get demolished. The pyramid in Egypt supposedly is not active anymore. It keeps moving west, west, west. Was the fall of these towers a sign that the empire is falling? Um, I think the new capital of the world hasn't been American a long time. Um, I know Astoria was certainly Astoria, uh, Kazakhstan. Uh, am I saying Astoria right? I, it's been a while since I've and they just renamed the city. But um, the the one world order capital is in Kazakhstan. But the true center of the world right now, the the new New York, <laughs> the new New York, that's new 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 York, is actually United Arab Emirates. I think the UAE. That, that's where you're going to find buildings that, that you can never imagine as far as like how, how high they are. That's where you're finding that they make it rain every day. Um, that's where you're finding uh, the true innovation and wealth is happening over there right now. Um, America had a purpose. Uh, it still does. But America had a very specific purpose. And it was the war machine of the NWO. And Americans have been fooled this entire time thinking that they had autonomy when, in fact, we were simply just uh, just the bullies uh, for this hidden hand that was doing its action all over the world. So um, I don't think America – America will be the last people to truly know who it is they are, who it is they've been serving, and what it is they've actually been doing. I mean, come on. Every 15 months, America is bombing a new nation. And we're pretending since World War II, every 15 months, and we're walking around this country pretending that we have uh, representation, that, that we have a democracy, even though we're, we're limited to two parties. It, it, it's absurd uh, how blatantly asleep we are and how quick we are to pretend that we don't do anything when we're the ones that are killing people all over the world. Look at what we did to Libya, the largest freshwater irrigation project in the world. And we called the guy that made that a murderer and killed him. And we laughed about it. Right now, we put a $15 million hit on the president of Venezuela's head right now. That's an active hit. It's like, yeah, if anyone wants to murder your president, I'll give you $15 million. That's America. And until we realize who we are and what we're doing, um, there's really nothing <clears throat> morally, morally fibrous or good or even uh, commendable about what we're doing as a country as a whole. And that evil that we're doing is necessary for us to finally bloom our own compassion. And that's what I hope is happening now with the apocalypse, is that we, we have the opportunity to see what it is we're doing, and maybe we could stop it. <laughs> maybe we would just stop giving consent like we're doing over and over again. It's a, it's a hard drug to quit. America's a hard, hard drug to quit. But people are making it easy right now. COVID is being introduced um, to make that easy. That's why these uh, restrictions are getting more and more ridiculous. That's why all these 
uh, media ops are being exposed that make make it really, really clear how stupid it is that the whole uh, COVID-19 thing, how much of a hoax it's been, how the ventilators are killing people, how vaccines are killing people, how, how what we call viruses are actually just exosomes. I mean, right now we're claiming that our own firefighters inside our body are the ones that are guilty right. of fire. Just because whenever there's a fire in our body, we see them on scene and we're claiming, aha, you're the one that caused the fire when it's our toxins, it's our terrain. But you can't look at our terrain when you go in a hospital. They're only going to look inside your body. They're going to insist, no, the poison's coming from your body. It's not coming from your from the terrain. It's it's we're surrounded by our own stupidity and our own evil. And it's either going to wake us up or it's going to kill us. Let's and unpack I, let's unpack all these things because this is interesting. First of all, the Kazakhstan, the capital, uh, Astana, which changed to Nur Sultan in, in memory of the uh, the president uh, who who uh, thank who yes. stepped down. But uh, then United, United Arab Emirates, it could very well be. But based on what I'm seeing with the price of oil, I don't think this is going back at all. And then if you hear what President Trump said uh, yesterday or early this morning regarding the Iranian sh uh, boats, if they threaten us, we can just blow them out of two smithereens. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, I can smell a false flag taking place very soon because the result would be closing the Strait of Hormuz, Hormuz and that would immediately catapult the price of oil again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I said, <clears throat> so many things are happening on the field now. And because this is an apocalypse, we can either choose to stop or keep going. Because if Iran isn't next, it'll be China. We're already releasing stories claiming that, that China created the virus as a biological weapon to kill us all. So we, we have – see, there are people in the forest, in Sherwood Forest, that are running around telling you, we have to kill the Hottentots. No, we have to kill the pagans. We have to kill these guys. We have to kill those guys. And most of us are too stupid to think for ourselves. And so we will, we will run and say, I will give you money to go kill that person. I'm afraid. This is the raising of the witch. Most of us want to go kill. So we will enlist and go kill. And then we will reward each other by calling each other hero for blindly going to kill somebody and coming back, following orders, following procedures. So America's going to keep ramping up the evil until we wake up. And if we don't wake up, that's fine. None of us have to wake up. We are here in this world to either choose to open or not open. And if you don't open, it just means that it's more expensive for you. You're going to be giving your consent to more killing, to more murder, to more evil. While the ones that wake up are pulling their consent away from the country, they're writing letters uh, publicly saying, I don't consent to America. I'm not – what we're doing is not right. I am a man of the living soil. I'm a natural-born human that happens to be in a place that these people call North Carolina. But I don't call it North Carolina. Because North Carolina is this machine that's running through the world eating people. I'm from Katua. That's the land that's formerly known as North Carolina. That, that's the only way out right now is to plant your feet in the soil, find land, and claim it as your own and realize you are your government and no one else is. Because if you keep making government your government, all you're going to do is kill more kids through medicine or kill more uh, young adults through war. Or rip rip off the older people through retirement uh, Ponzi schemes. It, it's it's only going to get worse, and it's supposed to. There is a divine system in place here that's turning you. It's turning you in a giant mixer, and either you're going to come out of this gold, or you're going to come out of this lead. And most of us are choosing lead, but. This is part of why the apocalypse escalates the way it does. It, it's time to choose. It's time to wake up. And I think that's part of what Trump is doing. Um, th there is a grand ritual in place here. And everyone's participating at the same time. If you look at Israel and the third temple, the blood sacrifices that are, that are happening, the 10 of 11 instances burning, the uh, moving of Jerusalem as the main capital, um, the the two ships, mercy and comfort, off our coast. The entire COVID thing, where we're we're literally declaring everyone evil. Um, 
that uh, that has a virus inside their body, which isn't even harmful. It's the COVID-19 virus, if you read Dr. Coffin's work, is a natural exosome. It's your body signaling something. And we've declared war on that too. This is a Zionism has always been this sort of narcissistic look at there's evil in the world. I must find it. And it's really just a self-projection thing. It's a projection of I refuse to look at the evil in myself. Therefore, I project it out in the world and I will do what it takes to kill people to make myself not think that I'm evil anymore. It's it's a spell that's been running for thousands of years and it's waiting for our compassion to open and to turn away from that and go, that's not me. I, I, I'm ready for something more truthful than this. My retinas can handle building seven now. I'd rather see the truth of it all than pretend like 19 box cutters is why we have to go kill Iran right now or why we have to go invade Saudi right now or China or whoever's next or worse, not even worse, but or the next virus. Because there are 380 trillion viruses in your body. 380 trillion. Your government has declared war on one of them right now. What makes you think they're not going to pick another one? And then another one. And then another one. <laughs> There's 380 trillion of them. This, you know, this can just get worse. It, we'll, just, we'll just keep getting worse and worse and worse until we're finally forced to wake up. That's what I see happening around us. Is that all this is consent. That's why you, you always see consent as extraction with this evil. How they're always like, well, they always have to have your consent. Yeah, they always have to have your consent. That should be a giant clue to all of us. Should be a giant clue. All of us consent to go to war. All of us consent to believe the stories that they tell us, which are constantly lies. But we still wake up the next day pretending, well, no, everything on the news today is true. Today, I'm sure it is. I just have to look and see which story is not true. And then you get this illusion every uh, again that everything's true because you found one thing that's not true. It, it's the insanity is rampant. It's only getting worse because more of us are insisting, I want to stay asleep. I want to stay asleep. That requires insanity to keep hitting that snooze button over and over again. By the way, Dr. Andrew Kaufman is coming to Veritas in two weeks. But numero numerology or gematria, the number 19, the 19 hijackers with box cutters, COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Why is the number 19 so prevalent when these events occur? Well, that's what's so beautiful about... Um, about this ceremony, when I say beautiful, I see hope in this because when I look at the 2012 Olympic ceremony, you have the entire COVID story laid out inside the Olympic ceremony. The, you, you're looking at a COVID virus. I encourage everyone to go look up that 2012 Olympic ceremony. You'll see Greta Thunberg, uh, that climate activist girl. You'll see the president, Boris Yeltsin, uh, ha having COVID. He's sick in bed. You'll see the COVID virus itself uh, light up and leave. You'll see mountains of hospital beds uh, with dancing nurses laid out. Then if you look at iPad Goat 2, you see uh, mm -hmm. an animation in 2012 where it shows Notre Dame bursting. It shows the the top of Notre Dame breaking. Um, the spire falling the same way. Say what? The uh, whatever. What do you call it? The, the, spi the spire? Yeah, the spires. Yeah, falling, falling the, the same, same way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everything is laid out. And, and when I see that, it stuns me with a new revelation. Because when I see that they've planned this out, I used to think it's, oh, they're doing that. They're planning it out because they're evil. And I was able to apply compassion to that. And I said, why are they planning this out? And to me, it's put me in a very different space. And that's why I've been calling this the greatest apocalypse ever. I've been really focused on this part of it. They want you to see what they're doing so you'll stop them. They, they want you to rise up and claim your consent. They want you to see Building 7. That's why they made it so obvious. They can't, they can't give this to you. It's like, a, it's like you're a bird and you've grown up in your nest and it's time to learn how to fly. Your mother can't make you fly. All she can do is make it more uncomfortable for you to stay in the nest. She can nudge you. She can poke you. She can prod you. You have to be the one to jump and fly. You have to be the one that does that. And it's terrifying. And you can't do it alone. If your mom didn't make it uncomfortable for you in the nest, you would stay there. You would just be an adult, fat bird. 
and you'd be hoping your mom would regurgitate worms for you while you stay at home all day and play video games. <laughs> Isn't that what happened with happening. a lot of, I don't mean to offend my friends who are millennials because there are great ones out there, but there's a lot of them too who are the basement dwellers. Yeah. That's, that shows you, it, sorry to say, but it shows you I'm right. <laughs> it, it shows you how important it is that we embrace who we are and learn to fly and we're going to learn to fly through our third eye. I know that sounds new agey, but it's not. There, there's a inside your skull is the pineal gland, and it, it's it's first of all, it's not calcified. It's not closed down. People are like, oh, it's closed down. It's been shut down. No, it's not closed down at all. You wouldn't be able to function in the world without one. It is this record needle, a three dimensional record needle that's inside your head, and it's listening to all the vibrations that are happening in your environment around you. What you think are your eyes is closer to your two towers. It's 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 a like you're looking at the world through the eye of a needle. And on either side are the two towers. And the left tower is your left eye and the right tower is your right eye. And that aperture, the amount of information you're allowing through, is going to greatly affect how you see the world, what you see as the world. I, I, I want to remind people of a story. When Christopher Columbus was said to discover the, the West Indies Islands, even if this wasn't Christopher Columbus, when people in big ships were coming to discover uh, the Caribbean Islands, I should say, um, when they arrived, they would leave their boat offshore because it was a big, big, big ship. They would get on a rowboat and then they would come to the island. The islanders could only see the rowboat. They could not see the giant ship. And if you ask yourself why, the reason is because they didn't have the aperture to understand something like that. They, they, they couldn't comprehend something that large made by man floating on the water. All they could see was something that was similar to their canoes. So they understood the rowboats. And as the story goes, the shamans were the first to be able to start to see the ships. Right. And it was only because uh, uh, the the <clears throat> Spanish explorers were, were, were pointing out the, the wake, hitting the side of the boat and saying, can you see? And then there's the mast and then there's the sails. And now the shamans were suddenly able to see that because they had a wider aperture. They, they, the amount of light coming through that needle was was larger they're able to see more truth and that's what building seven is anyone who understands what building seven is needs to pat themselves on the back a little bit don't stop don't sit here <laughs> but pat yourself on the back a little bit because you're already you're already elite you may not know it but you're already an elite because you're seeing things that others aren't capable of seeing but you see now, but back then when i saw that i didn't pay too much attention but years later of course when mm -hmm. you see that footage of the British reporter, I think BBC, right. saying the Tower 7 has collapsed, and then you see that it takes minutes that it collapses behind her. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if they're saying, look, we're doing this this way. We're telling you that we did it, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Well, there is something you can do about it, because by them telling you you're doing it, you, you now have something to do about it. You could start to question this even more. You can pull your withdraw your consent from everything that they're doing, and more importantly, you can apply um, discernment to even what it is they're trying to show you, what it is they're claiming that they did. You could apply discernment to that too, and look really hard and understand that the harder you look, the more your aperture is going to open. And the more your aperture is going to open, the more compassion is going to come out of you. It's not consent. It's compassion. It's a very, very specific thing. It's, it's, the, it's the rising of the chrism. It's, it's, a, it's a chemical thing that happens in your body. Now let's fast forward to the medical ships, because I heard you recently in another interview, and this is fascinating and scary at the same time. Mm -hmm. These two ships, U.S. Navy, Comfort, and the Mercy, Mm -hmm. on each side of our coast, West Coast, East Coast, and then we are in the middle. Mm -hmm. Can we say that these could be considered two pillars and now they're exercising a sacrifice 
in the middle, meaning the U.S. population. If you mm -hmm. compare the number of deaths and confirmed cases, and it's all by these, the uh, Johns Hopkins University, they're the ones reporting it all. And they were the ones, one of the ones who funded Event 201, and you can take it from there. Mm -hmm. But is there a correlation between the two pillars and these two ships? Yeah, I, th I think so. It's hard to imagine it not being. You've got... Uh, <clears throat> So you've got the 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 Red Cross, uh, the Templar Cross, on both ships. You've got two white shining pillars that look like uh, obelisks. They're painted solid white, and all they have is the Templar Cross on them. The ship number is USNY nineteen <laughs> and USNY twenty. Okay, <laughs> one of them's called Mercy, and the other one's Comfort. Joaquin is uh, mercy, and Boaz is comfort. I think I've got those right. One is a swift, a swift justice. The other is a merciful justice. And the first tower was a swift kill. No one knew it was coming. The second tower, you were warned because the first tower happened. It, all the, the these rituals are the same. You see, if if uh, on its darkest level. The two towers are asking the sacrifice, hey, do you want me to kill you fast or slow? And when you're scared, you enter into a trance of, oh, I have to pick one. And if you look between the two, fast or slow, you're going to be steered. Time is going to slowly take you between those two pillars. And what lies between the two pillars is what they really want, which is your, your death. You're just lost in the trance of do I want it quickly or do I want it slowly? It's it's uh it's part of the ritual. It's very similar to how a uh, a rattlesnake works. It's a hypnotic kind of spell that hits. And so when I saw these two ships lining up on both coasts, it, the symbolism immediately spoke to me. And especially with the 19s and the 20s, you know, one ship's number 19, one's number 20. And um, if you look back. In history, April 19th, there's always a story about something horrible that's happened. But I have to call it a story. I've always assumed that that was always true, that everything that I've read in the news is always true. And I'm seeing now that that's not the case. Everything that 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 you see, we pick and choose news. If 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 we're outside the temple, outside building seven, we'll still pick and choose the news we want. And then if we're inside Building 7, we still pick the pick and choose the news we want. And it's only once I'm inside understanding what Building 7 is that I can look even deeper and go, maybe no one was in the towers. Maybe that's why Silverstein can say, well, I pulled it. Maybe that's why he's allowed to still wander the world because there, no one was in the towers. But maybe we were all lied to about it, so we'd stopped listening to the media all the time. Stop just trusting what our parents says. Stop pretending that I can stay here in the nest and eat regurgitated worms from my mom's mouth, from the media's mockingbird's media's mouth. It's different. Every now and then the mockingbird's throwing pebbles in and you're still swallowing them. And they're hoping that we're going to get tired of it and go look for food somewhere else. But we don't. <laughs> we don't, do we? We, we, we? we double down. We triple down. We quadruple down on our trust. And with that comes the consent extraction where we kill each other. We kill each other with our own consent because we'd rather not believe that we have to get out of the nest. That's really what it, what it boils down to. We're, we're making a very, very selfish decision by maintaining our trust and belief in this system. When we need to put it in ourselves, we'll be so much better off. The whole world will be so much better off when we do that. What do you think happened April 19th this year? I'm asking you because... If you look at back in history, I mean, we had a few things that happened on mm -hmm. April the 19th. In 1995, the USA-Oklahoma uh, bombing. Yep. The Afri P. Mora building. Uh, 1943, mm -hmm. Poland-Warsaw-Ghetto uprising. Let's see, what else? Waco, the Waco cult raid, 1993. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see, what else? China Civil War started in 1928. Uh, like that, we can go back in time into Cuba, Bay of Pigs, 1961. Why is that date? And I can go back on and on and on. And there's yep. a bunch of other stuff. Why April 19th? It's also the Ludlow Massacre. 66 people were murdered by Rockefeller right. in a uh, revolt at one of his coal mines. Um, what I'm about to tell you is a speculation. It's just, it's just a speculation. 
I'm under the impression that April 19th is chosen as a date for a staging of a mass fake mass death. Also, Boston bombings, the marathon bombings. No, not only the, the, well, the, the, the Boston bombing in, 20, in uh, when was it, uh, what year? 2013. But uh -huh. also at 1897, there was the U.S. Boston Marathon uh, also. Yep, yep. Also, The Simpsons, the very first episode, also came Correct. out on the 19th. And I say The Simpsons because, as we know, they're always constantly, pre quote, quote, predictive programming right. stuff. And this is part of what I mean by they, they're showing you your cards because they want you to see them. They want you to see them. And I'm under the impression that April 19th is an assigned date for merry pranksters, um, clowns, to throw their ceremonies on that date. And anyone who's in on it knows that whatever comes down the 19th that's like huge and outrageous is a psyop. It's being used to uh, threaten and lie to the public in hopes that they will wake up, in hopes that they will say, 66 coal miners were murdered today? Okay, I don't think we should give Rockefeller our money anymore. And, and we didn't. So what did they do? They escalated it. They did the next thing, then the next thing, then the next thing. And you keep seeing the same Masonic, the Illuminati, this this secret cult. It's not even a cult where they meet. It's 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 more like sleeper cells of God. It's so weird to say that. But it's like sleeper cells of God that are finally awakened to what their purpose is in life. And they're using it to prune the public. They're using it to grow free men. It, it's, it's funny because if you read the founding fathers like Ben Franklin, if you look at what his goal was, his goal was very specific. He didn't want a government. He wanted a people. He wanted to create a certain type of person who knew what government is. Even though he didn't under, even though he didn't follow its rules or its laws or have a sheet of paper, he wanted a nation of philosopher kings who, who claimed their soil no matter where they stood in the earth. This is a very noble, bold goal, and I, I believe that the Freemasons that founded our country were noble Illuminati people that were trying as desperately as they could to raise the most enlightened, compassionate crop of humans that they could. And it's been a grand experiment. That's why we have Columbia as our archetype, um, the Statue of Liberty. We have this figure reaching for the light, the Prometheus myth uh, in, in the Statue of Liberty. She's reaching for that light. She's taking that torch of sovereignty and claiming it as her home, or at least hoping so, you know, hoping. But again, when we have it so soft – And when we're so quick to stay in our in our lies, they have to keep escalating the lies. They have to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The, the only way we will move is if they're jabbing us, literally jabbing us with needles filled with mercury. And it still doesn't work. <laughs> like it still hasn't been working. We're still like, oh, no, it must be safe and effective. It, it must be because we're lying to each other and, and we're believing the lies that we tell each other. And the part that I don't understand is that how people don't see this happening every single year. They have mm. the flu shot being offered in every pharmacy, in every neighborhood corner, mm -hmm. every single year. And people think, oh, we have a vaccine for the flu. Really? Yeah. Does it work? Why do they have to present it every single year to you? Yeah. And people still take it and take it and take it. And they don't talk about the cumulative effect of all the adjuvants and all the aluminum and all the mercury and whatever else is included in that vaccine. And people still take it. And people mm -hmm. still have, they go about their lives, yet we get this new thing that they don't even know what it is. And now they're talking about a vaccine and people are just willing to roll up their sleeve and their children and God knows what they're going to include in that new vaccine. And I guarantee yeah, you it's going to be worse than anything you've ever seen before. Yeah, it'll keep getting worse until we say no. It, 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 that's all part of it. And really, it's on one hand, there is the belief that we can trust government. That, that's 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 on one hand. That's most of us want that belief, and we're willing to kill each other to to save it. We're willing to call each other conspiracy theorists. We're willing to deny each other um, their own humanity, so we can insist that the lie is true. So we can. It, it's it's a way of us staying asleep. We we do not want the responsibility of having to learn to fly, even if if mom is regurgitating mercury straight into our mouth. We think that's better. 
than the fantasy. We think this fantasy is better than the reality of having to get out of the nest. It's th- that's really what it takes. And I think that that these Illuminati know that they understand how hard it is to get a human to bud to like come to its you know, be healthy enough to where it actually flowers. It grows a flower and blooms. I think they've known how hard that is for a long, long time. And this year is the best apocalypse ever because there will be even more people that are awakened than maybe the last time this happened, maybe 12,000 years ago. If this is a recurring thing, which I think it is, um, it would seem that each time, hopefully, we'd be getting better at learning how to wake more of us up. And that's why it's called the great work. It's so important. These Illuminati are sacrificing their own – they're sacrificing your love for them because they know you're going to call them evil. They know you're going you're gonna to hate them, and they're still doing it because to them it's more important that humanity blossom than it is that someone calls them a bad name, especially as a sleeping person because it doesn't even mean anything. You know, we're, we're the fat bird in the nest going, you're evil, and you're just like, dude, you're not even – you can't even leave the nest. Why do I care if you think I'm evil? You know, come out and fly, then call me evil. Then you'll, you know, it'll mean more to me. But until then, I don't, I don't care what you say. I don't have respect for you anyway. It's that kind of thing. That's why they, they're, we're always saying they're laughing at us. Yes, of course they're laughing at us. We're believing, we're believing that that there's a spinning Tesla orbiting the Earth right now. We believe that. <laughs> we yeah. believe these stories, no matter how ridiculous they are. We believe them. They just told you that Uranus smells like farts. It rains diamonds on Neptune. They told you that a bullet hole broke the ISS and it was fixed with gum and duct tape. <laughs> they told you that um, we found water be- bears on the windows of the ISS because space now has water bears in it. And Pluto's and, on and the moon. Us, yeah, each of us insists, oh, it's all legit, man. Yeah, everything they told us is legit. They told us Nixon called the moon from the White House. right. And it's like, we'll still buy it. And that's why they're laughing at us. But by the way, by the way, why don't we get the technology that Nixon used in 1969? And right now, if I leave my hometown for about half, about 30 minutes inside the desert, I don't get a signal. But he was (laughs) able to call Neil Armstrong from the White House in 1969. Yeah. Yeah. With a, uh, like a two second delay, like not even a consistent delay for even the math to work. It's, Again, they're going to keep raising the ridiculousness as long as we keep believing it. As long as we keep believing it, they have an avenue to keep making fun of us, to keep poking at us, and to make it worse. That's why it started with one needle. Imagine th- that they were like, well, if we can get them to take one needle, man, the second they take that needle, they'll once they get polio, they'll wake up. They'll do it. And 20,000 people got polio, the first polio vaccine. Did we wake up? No. Now the schedule is like, what, 35, 70? I don't even know. It's a lot of injections now. That They keep adding more injections, and now they're adding more viruses. And every year they're adding another virus to it because they keep hoping. If 19 needles isn't enough, is 20? If 20 is not enough, is 21? How many more needles do you need? And the answer is really the rapture. If you think about it, the answer really boils down to the rapture. At this point, either you're going to just die or you're going to survive this. And I, I think really that's what's happening. You've got people that are living in a shame vortex where they're wearing masks um, everywhere they go. And I, I think what's happening is, is this, this, there's this something happening with this apocalypse. If you can believe what they're showing you of the sun, how all the sunspots have disappeared, I equate those sunspots disappearing with our, our blinders coming off. And the reason why more and more of us are seeing the truth of things is because the clarity of the light is is more intense and we can't help it and when we see the truth we get scared and we freak out and we'll we'll desperately grab at whatever we can whether it be more vaccines or a mask or another story about bombing iran we'll cling to whatever we can but more and more of us are waking up every day more and more of us are waking up and it's beautiful i, I see what we're going through right now is a very beautiful thing I've never been so excited because of how many people are gardening again, how many people are uh, putting their feet in the soil, how many people are questioning the narrative and actually just rejecting it. It's one thing to question a narrative. It's quite another just to reject it outright, just to be like, I'm not even listening to you. I don't care if you bring me truth next time. I'm just – I'm burned out on you. 
I'm not, I'm not following this mockingbird anymore. And that's the beautiful thing that's happening right now. And, and all we can do to encourage that, I think two months ago, my tactic is we got to get people to wake up. We got to get people to wake up. Even two weeks ago, it was that as of last week, I'm more like, no, I have to open my compassion aperture as wide as I can. And anyone who's in my presence will sense that and they will just naturally want to open themselves. It's a totally new tactic. I'm still learning it. I'm still stumbling. <laughs> but it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm really diving into that seems to be a much more constructive way of, of participating in this great awakening. It's Like I said, it's called the great work. And I'm participating in it and I never knew it. Anyone, anyone who, who saw Building 7 and questioned the narrative and, and had a fight with their neighbor or got, got uh, ostracized at work, you were literally participating in the great work. You may not know it, but you're participating in it. So all of us are inside this spell, quote, quote. The 9-11 towers are still ringing. They, they rang in the land, and that sound is still resounding. It's still, it's still passing through all of us. We still are, have an opportunity to use this tone for good. And that's what I hope that more and more of us are going to do before it's too late. You know, that's, that's why I think those ships are there. It's, it's, this is go time right now. The, so you're saying that the what happened on 9-11, almost like a pebble in a, a lake that's still reverberating. But let's stop yes. it right here so we can take a quick break and separate both segments. But let me just say this before you give me your websites and so on. A bigger threat than the pandemic itself, at least to me, is the willful ignorance that we see out there. The people who keep repeating what the media tells them. And they're the ones who seem to be programmed to stay asleep and you know, those of us who are trying to fight and are trying to save their lives and that of their children, if they only knew this is this has no political affiliation. The truth is devoid of all ego. Those people from the very left who keep attacking me, please understand, I have friends from the left and the right. I don't care about politics. I care about our freedoms. I care about life, liberty, compassion, and all the things that, that James True is discussing here tonight. Please, let's just remove the political labels for, for some time. Let's unite, because that's the only way we're going to be able to defeat these few that are behind the scenes, like the, the Wizard of Oz trying to pull those livers out there. But how can people learn more about your work, buy your books? And when we come back, folks, we're going to dive deeper into the rabbit hole. Yeah, I just encourage people to search my name, James True. True is in false, T-R-U-E. And uh, I, I do a YouTube stream, and uh, I, I've written three books. I've got a fourth book coming about. My website is jtrue.com. I, I publish a free column there, and uh, you guys can find me find me there for more information. Love your last name, by the way. It resonates a lot with the title of our show. James True is my special guest today. This is Mel Fabregas, and you are listening to Veritas. See you in the member section. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store. For Focus Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the members section or subscribe, to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know. <laughs>